What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stuck at home. Bored and alone. You'd think I could have some fun on my own. But I'm bored AF. I'm bored AF. With Cecily and Stephanie. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Board AF. I'm so excited to be doing another show with my friends. It could be our last show. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you know, we fight a lot. What you guys don't see is behind the scenes. Yes, we are old friends. We have a lot of history. Stephanie, it's really not the other way around. Stephanie really helps me like talk through a lot of issues. <laughs> I try to I help you sometimes, but you have more wisdom. Yeah. Sometimes, we, though, we get into little uh not arguments, but disagreements. And then we do the joke of like, this is our last show, just not even doing a show, which I think is. Yeah, we do say that. And sometimes like we have had physical altercation. I don't want to say it. Like, <laughs> let's not. Fisticuffs. I like to call it fisticuffs because it sounds cuter. <laughs> I mean, and then I, you know, oh God, I don't even want to make jokes about that. Because as I was going to say, I was like, I locked you in that room for nine days. But then that's very Marilyn Manson, which we are going to get to today. I didn't even put that on our list, but we have. We have updates on we all do. our We do. We have several friends. updates. Yes. Um, but first. Have you ever gotten into a physical fight with a with a friend? No. Have you? No, but I almost did. Oh, my God. Please tell. This well, I don't know. Remember when. OK, so my friend who is my friend, Bonnie McFarlane. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and you, you know, this story, but, and I actually reminded Bonnie of it recently, but okay. Bonnie has, so first of all, Bonnie has, I, I meant to tell everybody a podcast called my wife hates me mm -hmm. with her husband, Rich Voss. And they, they legitimately argue with each other on the show. <laughs> it's really funny. Some people think it's kind of for an act, but no, she's pretty much always irritated at him. <laughs> Well, I mean, we love Which Rich Foss, but everyone's always a little bit irritated with him, right? So exactly. Yeah. She's she's long suffering. But <laughs> and but he is, by the way, the nicest guy. He comes off like this really hard note, like such a hard guy, but he's he's such a nice He's such guy. a menchy guy. And he he's is. really funny. Mm hmm He's really yeah. funny. He's he's just like one of those old school, you know, New York y <laughs> comics. Right. Anyway, um, the point is that Bonnie and I wrote a couple of scripts together and writing a script with people is hard. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, have you had to write a script with somebody? Oh yeah. I've tried to write many scripts with people and yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> it, it's real. It's really hard you, because you get really caught up in like your ideas. First mm -hmm. of all, it's a stressful time. You have to work. It's like a marriage. I mean, you have to, you're always, Bonnie and I would always be mad at each other about like who's available to write and mm -hmm. who's not. Like if you ever have anything else to do, the other person's like, oh, well, I guess you're just, you know, don't really care about our script. It's such a power play, but also I would always get hung up on the dialogue. I wrote a, I wrote a script with my friend Greg or a couple different people where you're trying to, you know, sell something. And for me, dialogue is the thing. I feel like that's my forte. So I, I'm just 100% sure that the way I want to say the line is the way that we're going to say the line. Yes. Because also pet peeve. I don't like it when people in movies or like in any scripts, when they when people say the other person's name too much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <gasps> me hey, too. Hey, Jimmy, are we going to lunch on Wednesday, Jimmy? Hey, how are you, Jimmy? How's your mom, Jimmy? It's like, we know his name is Jimmy. He knows his name is Jimmy. Oh, my God. I have... 
I have literally said that to people where I've been like, we don't have to say the name so many times. Like they, you can just say, you don't have to say it. They know they're the yes. ones talking. There's yes. no one else there. It's so specific. It's really a thing. So when I see that and they'll be like, okay, bossy pants. And I'm like, I'm not a bossy pants. I'm just saying the way that people speak is not that way. Yeah. And when you're doing something creative and this, this could be anything, mm -hmm. but a lot of times it it's anxiety provoking when you know you're right. Yeah. And the other person has a different idea, but in your mind, you're like, but I 100% know that my idea is better and their idea won't work. Mm -hmm. And then you spend all this time in your brain going, okay, how can I not sound like a total cunt mm -hmm. tell, and tell them I'm correct? How can mm -hmm. I do it without being like, I know I'm right. Like, right. just listen to me. You have to go, oh my gosh, you know what? Let me think about that for a minute. I, I see why you thought of that idea and I could, you know, it could work. Here's why mm -hmm. I feel my idea works. Mm -hmm. It's so difficult and I get so stuck in my head. And Bonnie and I had this, had this rule for ourselves when we were writing, which was whoever feels, if you feel really strongly about something, Whoever feels, if you don't feel that strongly about it, but you just think you're right mm -hmm. and the other person feels more strongly about it, then you let the other person win. And if you both feel really strongly about something, then you can use it like one trump card. Mm -hmm. where I hate that that's a word, you're like, trump. We, yeah, where mm -hmm. you're both like, I know I'm right. And then one time Bonnie can go, well, I'm just going to overrule you on this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that worked but when you're actually writing a script and it's like you're married, there come times where you're just like, I can't stand this person's face anymore. I don't want to hear their voice. Like they're making me so mad. I think I'm right. Like you're just annoyed at the other person. Mm -hmm. And that happened to Bonnie. She got annoyed <laughs> with you. She was annoyed yes, with you. She was just uh -huh. like, she would just get, she would, you know, listen, it also wasn't a great time in her life mm -hmm. at that period. So she was sometimes just in a bad mood mm -hmm. and that wasn't fun to write with somebody who's just like kind of mad. Right. Right. And you know, and then, so anyway, one time I don't remember what we were fighting about. She got so mad and was just being a bitch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not staying here to be abused. Like fuck off. Like I'm leaving. <laughs> so I, I reminded. So Bonnie got really mad and she was like no you're not and she went and kind of stood we were in her apartment on Beechwood mm -hmm. this was many years ago you know 20 20 years ago and she stood in front of the door and I was like get away from the get let I'm leaving and she was just like no you're not and I was like are you gonna fight me because she was like like ah, with the fist, kind of like with the what? fist stuff, like she was That's ready to, cute. she I was ready to like go to town. Mm -hmm. And I was like, get, I was so mad. And then I was screaming and going, get away from the door. Like, why are you being such a bitch? She was like, why are you being such a bitch? And she was going to hit me. <gasps> I got out from the door and I left and I got in my car. <laughs> what? And you I start, dri I start station. driving, I start driving away and I'm so mm -hmm. mad. I'm fuming mad. And then I realized I left my purse at her house. <laughs> that is insane. I do actually, do, I remember you guys fighting. I do remember that, that, it, you know, it was hard in that. So then I had to come back. I was, was reminding nice? her of this. We were laughing so hard remembering this. I had to, I was like, I think I must have had a cell phone at the time. So I guess I must have had to call her and be like, I left my purse there. <laughs> and she was like, fine, I'll leave it on the porch. Yeah. And then she just put it on the porch and I came back and like took my purse and then left again. And then, yeah, but of course, then we would just make up because the thing was, we weren't going to abandon the script. We'd put too much time into it. Was this horticulture? Yes. This you is like a, that I remember the name of your script that you were writing you. 20 years ago? I I listen is what I'm saying. I love Horticulture. It was a great um, it was a great script. It was about two prostitutes who are <laughs> on the run from their pimp in L.A. and they workers. go hide out in a small sex workers they go mm -hmm. hide out in a small farming town <laughs> and it's called horticulture oh my god it was really funny you guys are both so funny i mean and there was, we, i'm glad we you kept going yeah but the problem with that script is i know we totally digressed from our all of our topics on our show but the um 
problem with that script, which was so funny, but didn't sell at the time was that, um, you can't make a, it's, it's so not PC anymore. Yeah. You can't do it. N- well, it, in a time, I think you will again. I think everything's kind of cyclical <laughs> and I think that, you know, there will we'll be an be audience. back to hookers, like yeah. just in, in like fishnets out Give on Hollywood Boulevard. Months. Hey, want a date? Want a date? Remember how mad that made me? And then someone pointed out, I was saying how, like, do people really say like, Hey, want a date? And then one of our, one of our board AF listeners was like, yeah, that you say that. That's a real thing. Do you remember? This was like many podcasts ago, but I, I have a memory of almost hitting someone. Do you want to hear this? Yes. Okay. I was in college. I was a sophomore in college. So there's, I have some college friends listening. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I liked this guy so much. In fact, we did a podcast about it cause it was one, it was the breakup tape. Remember when I made a whole tape about breaking Craig? up with Craig? Uh-huh. Yes. So I really, really liked him. But, you know, of course, we'd only dated for two months and never even slept together. I mean, it wasn't that it really wasn't all that. But you know how I can get sometimes. I do. Also, it was new. It was like I'd never experienced like it was brand new in my entire life. Like I'd never really I felt that way. So Mm -hmm. so um, he breaks up with me. He's the one who drew a graph to break up with me to show me where our lines crossed on a graph. Like he's like, on this line, this shows how much when I started to really peak in liking <gasps> you. Wait, and then on, you never told this part. I didn't part. tell you about the graph breakup? No. Okay. I'll t- <laughs> I liked him so much. And then one day he took me to some sort of seafood restaurant. Um, George Carlin, <sighs> the comedian, was coming to do a show at our school at American University. And um, we were going to that together and a restaurant beforehand. And that's when he decided, even though we still had these concert tickets. So I had to watch <gasps> Carlin with like my guy that just had broken up with me 10 minutes earlier. Wait, um, so you were, you were like having a date. You were supposed to be yeah. going to the concert together. Yeah. So he took me to the seafood restaurant and he was kind of being distant, but you know, whatever. And he, and he's like, look, I don't know how to explain this, but the best way. So he takes out a napkin, <gasps> asks for a pen, draws no! a graph. Yes! He didn't have his own pen. No, he, he didn't have a pen. Who has a pen on them in college? Why would you even have well, a pen? Well, he knew he was going to be having to make a graph. I he should have brought a pen. <laughs> Or like better, like glitter markers or so let's make this something, you know, exciting. So he, he, he draws a graph and he's like, okay, this is when we met. Like he draws like November, you know, the dates and stuff. And then he's like, we met here. And my, I mean, it was like this big spike. I was in love with you immediately. You weren't really that into me, which was kind of true. Then he shows on the graph where that crossed, like where (gasps) his peak and my peak were like at different places where they crossed where mine went up and his went down (gasps) where he, I don't know why he wasn't like a mean guy. I really don't know why. I guess in his mind, I mean, he was only 19. I guess he thought this was the best way to really do this. The more, I guess the most scientific. I guess (laughs) he was really like, it was so weird. And I, I I didn't quite get it at first. I I was just like, ah, so, but then I, in my mind, it was like, well, it's going to go up again though. Right. Like you mean like, it's like a graph. It'll go up and down. He's like, no, so then we okay so then in my memory no I was heartbroken as you know I can get and my friends I mean they had to like oh my god they had to bring one my one friend Robin like brought me balloons like to get out of bed I wasn't going to class for like maybe just a week it was just everything's you know so sped up so then like maybe a week after we broke up he shows up at one of my sorority parties with another one of my (gasps) sorority sisters you know, and, um, I was really upset and and now keep in mind, this is like the early to mid nineties. So we're still kind of coming off eighties fashion and I'd worn this dress and you to these formals, like this was a semi-formal. So you wear like a, I mean, you get dressed up for this shit, you know, like, and it's pretty cheesy and we don't think it's cheesy at the time because it's the nineties, early nineties. Right. So I was, um, I remember wearing this like crazy black dress and I had these satin gloves because you of did course that you did because <laughs> you, you know like you like a madonna kind of yes you know? yes and i so i wore that and i see him there with this other woman at my own party it was like so tacky it was so shitty i still don't like this woman i've never heard i never i don't know what happened to her and um Nothing so good. I got so mad. I took off one of my gloves and I slapped him gently across <gasps> the face with my glove. Like it was like the 1800s, like a British. Oh my like a God. British <laughs> like you were in Bridgerton. 
Yes. And it was, I mean, he, it didn't, I don't think you felt pain from that. I literally took off my satin glove and was so, I did not know where to put my rage. I just didn't know. And I'm like, you, sir, you, sir, are incorrigible. And I was very upset. Like I wasn't even kidding. And he was like, all right, psycho. It was one of those things. Oh no. Yes, it did not. We never became, you know how I'm really good at staying friends with people that I date. Yes. Or make out with usually, not always. Um, we never, we, we became Facebook friends later. So we're still, you know, in touch in that way, but not really. We never, I could never repair. <laughs> but I mean, why would I want to repair that? What an asshole. Why did he show up at my sorority party? Well, we I'm still stuck on the graph. Oh yeah. I probably still have it. I used to keep scrapbooks of every, so I have a freshman year, sophomore, every year, like its own scrapbook, very specific. And I, when he broke up with me, I drew a pa- I painted a heart, a broken heart, and I wrote a poem and it's in my scrapbook. <laughs> oh my God. And then you did the mix, the Craig is an asshole mix. Craig is an asshole part one and two. Breakup tapes, <laughs> which had oh a lot God. of like, a lot of country music, a lot of Barbara Streisand, you know? Yes. Um, so you yeah. don't bring me flowers. <laughs> yes. Uh, we need to do, we need to say hello to our people. Yes. And, and how did we decide? We decided that, that because you must've like heard some song on the radio or something. Oh yes. I've been revisiting Lord who I've decided I'm obsessed with, which we, we should talk about at a different time, but Lord has another album I didn't know about. And I, it's so good. And, but she kind of has that thing that we talked about, a, you know, a few months ago, singing in cursive where everything's kind of overpronounced. How, how do you do it? How do you, it's like, well, it's not just the jazz. It's not just the closed up, but it's like all around the world. Yeah. The <laughs> Instead world. of just saying world, it's just, just is just. Mm-hmm. I just want you to love me. So <laughs> I'm like, always asking, so I'm always asking my kids what the difference is. Like, I'm always like, is this, is this mm-hmm. singing in cursive? And then Sadie gets so annoyed with me. She's like, no, <laughs> this is just bad singing. And they go, yeah. ah. And with Lord, I forgive it because she is Australian. So if you already have an accent, there's actually a reason that you're singing a certain way. It bothers me when it's American, like Americans, because they're faking an accent just to sing. Right. That's where I get annoyed. Lord right. is perfect. And I'm talking about Lord, not the Lord. I mean, like L O R D E, Lord. Now, it remember when Lord first came on the scene, Royals, and yeah, and she was, and she went on SNL mm-hmm. and bombed, and then everybody was like, "She's horrible." Did she bomb? Yes, she had like a really embarrassing, like she hit the scene a little early. Mm-hmm. She sure I think bounced she would back. Say that. She bounced. Well, that second album, I didn't even, it was, it's called melodrama and I didn't, it came out in 2017. I'm not, this isn't, apparently everyone knew about this cause it's got like 5 billion views on YouTube. You know, I, I, I thought I was discovering someone. I'm like, who is this Lord? Maybe I could manage her, <laughs> but it's such a good album start to finish. I mean, it is just like, it's so, in fact, one of the songs was in euphoria. Did you watch the euphoria with um hunter no oh okay the song is in it and it's just that's how i that's how i found it anyway so she kind of sings like that and it made me think about that so i think we should do maybe our shouts in cursive singing okay i'm gonna <laughs> let you do most of it because i don't mm. think i'm that good at, at oh, it oh i don't know about that but um billy lawless is our is our newest shout and i that's a hard one like Billy Lawless, we love you. <laughs> Gentry Garcia. <laughs> no, Margaret Wales. <laughs> now I just sound like it, like if a grandma had a country album. <laughs> Colette, maybe we just change it to that. Colette, Rockin', Kimberly, Amico, Michelle, McKibben, and Julie Sankron. <laughs> Patrick Price, <laughs> Ulysses, and Chris Ostrop out with the fiddle on the porch. <laughs> Jennifer Falls, we see you in the spotlight. He's on Vasha paying you to Kelly Huffman. Right. If we come. Should we switch over to, <laughs> since we're doing kind of different things, maybe Disney singing? Or Mega, like starting with Mega Medora, some Disney. 
<laughs> Megan Medore, I see you at my door. I love you. Karen Johnson Watson, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> Julie McGrath, come out of your castle. I don't, I don't know what that was. No, that's Sorry. Good. That's good. Kathy Stearns, I'll love you till I die. <laughs> till I die. Stephanie Rinker, you're not a stinker. <laughs> Jamie Griffiths, how are you? <laughs> this is just the worst. This is Kelly our last. Vidmer. Well, I, oh, soprano, sorry. I like it. So, no, keep going. <laughs> no, you go. No, that's good. Kelly Vidmer, Sean, Sean Price, why are you so pretty? <laughs> <laughs> Annie, Sierra Buck, you have such magical powers. Keep going, I like that. Andrea, Andrea. you are. So- oh, sorry, sorry. Did you do the? Yeah, you do the background for me. Okay, got it. And last but not least, Mindy Bauer and Athena. Ginchard and <laughs> and more. Okay, that's our last show. <laughs> that is like a thousand percent our last show. That was really long. Remember, we how love I, you. We thank you, and we're, we're sorry. so sorry. We we had made a an effort to really make those much shorter. Um, we forgot about that, and also that was excruciating, and we know that. We know that and we have to live with it. And this is going to sit in infinite, like this will be on the internet forever. Nothing we can do about it. Except take yes, it down. Take yes. It down. And you, as you guys heard, we got like our first ad. So that's not going to help things. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor's going to call us and say, hey, you know, that whole thing about how we wanted you to inspire people to start podcasts. Not if they're going to be like yours. Oh, anchor. I mean, that was really the worst thing we've ever done. And it really was my fault. It's my fault. I own it. I own that. Because the country was going just fine. <laughs> but I you actually know? think, I think Disney, print, Disney singing is really fun, though. It's fun if you're a good singer like you are. It's not fun <laughs> if you're a terrible singer like I am. <laughs> then it's just embarrassing. But anyway, okay. hey, mm. we both watched something that was really interesting. Hmm. Yes, we did. I, I I became a little obsessed as we've all been binging the last year, binge watching um, with a show that apparently came out in like 2015. And I missed this one too, just like Lord, I somehow missed this. But it was You're the Worst on Hulu, the TV show You're the Worst. And I yes. I am now halfway through season three. And there's quite a few. These, these aren't like, you know, six episode seasons. They're full seasons. The first was maybe 10. And then it, it went to like, 12. I mean, I'm watching for a long time. <laughs> yeah. How, how, how do shows come and we don't even know they existed? I feel like I'd heard of it, but here's why, because there's so many shows, like there's just too many. We can't keep up. So sometimes our mind just says, yeah, I'll get back to that. And you don't have time to get back to it because there's 5,000 new shows. But yeah. yeah, it's weird. I know. I remember seeing it had like really good Rotten Tomatoes scores, you know, and I, my mm-hmm. friendship used to talk about it. I got hooked, but in this weird way, because I don't especially laugh that much. I'm not laughing out loud a lot. Are you? No. Should we we say what the premise of the show is? Sure. Yeah. So it's like two assholes, just two really bad people, kind of, but not really, who fall in love. And the idea is sort of like every, every pot has a lid, you know, that kind of thing. Like there's somebody for everybody and they're kind of perfect together, but they are awful. Which is funny. And there's a lot of side characters and friends. But for me, even though I'm obsessed with the show, I feel like it. you haven't got you're only just in the first season, right? Right. Correct. It, it calms down. Like second season gets really good. It deals with like, I won't tell you too much, but like depression and bipolar, like it gets real. And like you get to actually really care about the characters, mm-hmm. which is great. And that's, you know, all I'll tell you. But then season three rolls around. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen. So I don't it's it's almost like they got I, I meant to look this up. But like, did they get a new showrunner? Did they just you know, it, it's amazing how and I've heard and there's five seasons. So, you know, I'm going to keep going. But it's very unlikely. And hope that they come back. Yeah, come back. And and the thing that really if anybody, hopefully people have watched this, but there's one character, there's one actor who plays this guy named Edgar, who's just randomly in it. He just randomly lives with the lead. 
Um, it's never really explained. And he's supposed to have PTSD. Yeah, because he was in wars, like he was in the Marines or the Army. Right. But why does he live with the lead? Well, they kind of show you how they met. Like they just sort of he just stumbled upon him at some, you know, it's such a that's the thing about the show. It's very silly, kind of absurd. You know, it's very it's like but then sometimes it's kind of feels real and set with characters that you actually know and like. So it really okay. goes back and forth with, I guess, you know, you could say 30 rock was a little bit like that, but this isn't like that. It's much edgier. I mean, it's a lot of graphic sex and Coke snorting and, you know, I mean, it's, right. it's really trying to put, it's trying to be edgy and it is, but this guy who plays Edgar is such a bad actor. And I feel like everybody else is pretty good and mm-hmm. he's so bad. Like it takes me out of the show and I like the character. I just think he, he over pronounces, he'll just be like the lead guy's name is Jimmy. So he's like, Jimmy. I am going to make you eggs today. It's like, why are you talking like that? Yeah, it's it's an affectation, I feel like. Well, even in the... Like, he's even, like, I'm, like, really doing this character. Yeah, and I'm really over-speaking, and I'm really kind of dumb. And it reminded me... Well, first of all, even in the opening credits, everyone else is just looking really cute. They're just looking to camera and kind of smiling. And he does the robot. It's like, are you not in the same... You're not in the same show. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. It's wrong. And I'm sorry if anyone knows this guy, the actor personally, he might be great, but it reminded me and we'll come back to you're the worst. Sorry to go all over the place, but it reminded me of my issue with the American office. Do you know who I really despise in the American office? Um, let me guess. Okay. Cause based on what I just said, Okay, but can we come back to that in one oh, minute? Because yeah. I want to say something. I want to say something about you're the worst. Yes, of course. Which, which, which. I mean, it's. I don't know if people will understand if they haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. it there's a weird dynamic I think that goes on where. Uh, okay, so he's he's this author, mm-hmm. but he's written a book that's not doing well. Yeah, and he lives in like a beautiful house. He lives in like the Hollywood Hills mm-hmm. in like a giant house with a view that you'd think he was like Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think I just I took it to mean that his maybe his first book did do very well. And now it's just on the decline or he can't get a yeah, second. But book. Even if but even if you had a book do well, mm-hmm. I know lots of big authors that are not. He's not Stephen King. He's yeah. not. Even if sense. you had a bestseller, you're not like he's not a movie star. He's not. a. I mean, it's not it's not like he's going to a small bookstore and trying to put his book in the mm-hmm. like featured section, which I used to do. Did you ever I do used that? To, I totally did that. But I'm just saying like people that are huge, like mm-hmm. that had best selling books don't need to do that. But That's anyway, such a good point. I noticed that too. And I don't know if you've gotten far along to, have you seen her house? Well, yeah. So I was going to say, I was going to say so that, but here's the thing. She's actually the successful one. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a PR. She's in charge of PR for like, of like a Kanye, a Kanye type. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of like a huge Mm A-list celebrity. She's his PR, his publicist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why does she live in like a hovel? Maybe. And he lives in and she and it's supposed to be like she's embarrassed about like or kind of embarrassed about where she lives. She lives in like a. It's also she's a hoarder. I mean, she's disgusting. Yeah. But she lives in like a little apartment, like a real cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. like not a nice apartment, not a condo. She lives in like a little apartment where you walk in and there's like a small living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, saying there's no that that makes no sense. She dresses nice. She has yeah. this high uh, this this high profile job. You'd think they would switch them around. I thought it was irritating to me because I'm like, OK, so the guy gets to live in the Hollywood Hills. I feel like it was it's sort of going along with the absurdity of the show. You know, nothing really makes sense. The well, friend I think it's I with- think it's that why would she be attracted to like oh. I think it's I think it's that age old thing that you and I hate, which is like, mm-hmm. OK, so they make him kind of rich. Mm-hmm. No, but she's attracted to him before she knows that they meet. Uh, this is the opening scene. So no spoiler. No, but they she meet knows at a wedding. who he is. Yeah, but she knows exactly who he is. Oh, yeah. Because she's already friends with the sister of the of the woman who she dated. Who, yeah. who Jimmy dated. But did you know that woman who was the original uh, girlfriend is Janet Varney, who used to date? That was Chris Hardwick's girlfriend in real life for a long time. And she's one of the people that came out to defend him. Do you remember that? They dated for like seven years. The blonde one, not the not the friend, not the main friend, but the one 
who's the one who's married, the one who they start at her wedding. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And also who has an adorable cameo is our friend, Stephanie Courtney. Who is Stephanie? Oh yeah. She works at the bookstore. Stephanie Courtney runs the bookstore. And I think that is like his ex-girlfriend. And also um, Stephanie Courtney is the progressive. She's Flo from Progressive. Yeah, which is upsetting to me. Progressive Flo, I like Stephanie Courtney. I'm real happy for her that she has whatever she needs in life, like a Ferrari or whatever by now because of those Flo commercials. But my God, if I I can't handle any more, it's not fair, like spread the wealth. It's not her fault. It's not her fault, but just to the universe. Let's let Flo be played by someone else. A new flow, a new flow. I think she's got, I think she's, she's got it. She's covered. She's got her house. I mean, how much, if you do, what is it like 10 year run of this commercial? That's what does she, do you think she makes like a million a year? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, no. Uh, I do. You do? Yeah. Just don't you get, like, residuals? And, I mean, that I, that's a commercial that... Ru- Progressive Flow is one of my triggers. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Also don't like, I just don't like the character. I don't want her popping up. I don't want to talk about insurance anymore. And for some reason, I'm not as upset by the gecko. Why do you think that is? I don't know because I could never play the gecko, but I could have played progressive flow. Do you think that's it? (laughs) Well, also you're not as upset by the gecko because the gecko's British and you love British people. That's true. I am an Anglophile and that's- Or British geckos, whatever. So let me, I want you to guess this, this character in the office that drives me crazy and makes it so sometimes I can't even watch the show. Um, Is it Kevin? Yes. You know me so well, exactly for the same reason, because everyone else is, you know, I wouldn't say subtle. That's why I actually prefer the BBC office, because I think the American office just exaggerated everything, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, except for the, you know, Jim and Pam or whatever. But um, Kevin is like in a different show. He's like, I don't know if I can change the toner. And everybody else. Well, even Dwight, I believe. And the problem, the problem with it is, is mm-hmm. that, <laughs> how can I, how can I you put this? You don't have to be like, you, you don't have to be PC about the, it's not even on anymore. Right. Well, well, no, I'm saying the problem is that he's not actually supposed to be special needs. That's because they make a joke of it. And like, if he was actually special uh-huh. needs, then I'd be like, okay, they're play, having a character who is like mentally challenged. That would, they could never, they can't do that. Right. Like they would, they, that would be horrible to throw that in there. I think, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not a real, that's my problem with Edgar. And the other thing it's like, I don't, and did you know that that guy who plays Kevin makes the most on cameo of anyone on cameo? I didn't know that. I guess people think it's really hilarious to have somebody that seems like their special needs. I guess. Like or talk I don't to you. Does it? I don't know if he does it as Kevin or if he just does it as himself. You know, my I have a friend who's actually friends with him, so I kind of feel. I mean, obviously, it worked out. The Office was incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. People really like that character. But for me, in the original Office, it's the guy's name is Keith. I don't know if you remember, but it's Keith and he's just, he's like exactly what the guy that, you know, when you're, if you're in an office and and you're, they have to do something with your computer and they make you like, they're like move. And so they can like, they fuck with your, you don't know what they're doing and right. tell you. And it's a very specific person in an office and that's how they originally had it. And he played it so subtly. I mean, it was just really just, you don't really like him. You don't know what he's doing with your computer. That's who Keith was. And then Kevin is just like, why would he even get hired? Right. How did he get hired? He doesn't, I think he works in accounting and in this version. Yes. Which is why it's so odd that he acts like that because he's not, there's nothing wrong with him. I was thinking of other shows where there have Mm -hmm. been characters played by, uh, by able actors, but they actually played people with special needs. Okay. 
Like, remember in L.A. Law, Benny? Mm-hmm. But my point is that this is not that. It's not a person playing somebody. No. Or there was, I mean, even we talked about David Cross as Slow Donnie. Remember? In right, DC. right. Uh, but that was kind of making, but he was, the joke was that he was pretending to be that way so that he right. could like get out of stuff. Well, was, well, that's what I think that, that they did make a joke one time. There was an episode where you find out that Kevin is actually smart. Oh, so the whole joke was that he just talks like that for 10 years. That's what I'm saying. That's what's, that's what's extra annoying about it. Oh God. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It's not like they act, it's not like he yeah. actually had something wrong with him and they're like, he's the lovable guy that, you know. You just always really, but, and I, I'm sure there are people that listening that do really disagree. I, I, I know a lot of people love this character, but I really did like the office and I, I would have to fast forward through his confessionals. I just didn't get it. That reminds me that somebody got mad at me on our show, <laughs> on our show, because they said, I need to stop snacking. Did you see that? that? And I was like, I, I forgot. But somebody wrote that in the in a comments on one of our thing to Stephanie stop snacking. And I am so offended because as I said, as I said to her, I was like, do you think with knowing Cecily's issues, do you think I would ever snack? Like would I start would I just be like, sorry, Cess, I'm just really hungry right now. I would just we would record at another time. I wonder what they heard because I I I've heard before in listening back, like sounds, and I wonder if it's, if it's Peepo or Monroe chewing on a bone or something. Is that possible? That could just be like picked up by our mics. And then it sounds like we're eating just Captain it's Crunch. It's possible, but just to assume that I would just start <laughs> snacking during the show. Why would they think it was you and not me. It wasn't either of us, but why would they, th- why would they assume that? I mean, was I going like, no, anyway, Shashley, no. mm, let me just finish this or just like one more bite of my burger. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have some chicken. Sorry, I just got a, bowl, a bucket of chicken. <laughs> one time I went to a press screening in Dallas. Did I ever tell you about uh, that? I went to this no. press screening in Dallas and because um, I had to be there and I had to just see whatever movie there. And they didn't have, it's not like LA where you have to kind of act a certain way at the arc light. Uh-huh. A lady sat. In, it was one of those where they gave away free tickets to the press screening because they wanted to fill the room. Mm-hmm. So this lady just she I I think I told you this, but she was not wearing any shoes and she had a bucket of Church's chicken that she was just <gasps> smacking, eating, licking. I oh, remember it no. so well. Yeah, I was like, I can't review this movie. I can't stay here. I can't do this. Anyway, that's un- that's crazy. Somebody said, stop snacking. <laughs> That's really okay. We have one more thing. How much time do we have? You're our timekeeper. Um, I'm sure we have plenty of time. We okay, the show some... hasn't been going that long. Are you sure? It seems like it's been a couple hours now. Only been I, 36 minutes. I want to read you something I got. Oh, okay. Um, please do. This is kind of exciting. So I am in the Broadcast Film Critics Associate. I get to vote for the Critics Choice Awards, and I get to do my. I had to turn my nominations in on Friday this past Friday. Okay. And uh, when when this happens, you know, right during award season, you get like lots of little letters from directors and stuff. And you get, you know, sometimes some gifts from the studios. I got a lot. This year was really fun. I got a lot of like whiskey and stuff from Amazon and places like that because they're like tough year, drink up, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Great fun. Mm -hmm. So I got this letter and here's, can I read it to you? Yeah. Respected journalists of CCA, Critics' Choice Awards, and also the females among you. (laughs) <laughs> my nation Kazakhstan my nation Kazakhstan have long history of being generous it was us who gave the world pop star quirky butt check invention of trouser belts and plague of covid like it get covid in this great tradition please accept personal gift from me and electrical bookstore amazon it is treasure for all family i hope you like borat i hope you like and what it was what the gift was was just one of like the most it was just a regular, one regular surgical mask. That was it. Oh like my no God. real gift. No, like, I mean, that's, t- it was funny. It was like in, it didn't even say Borat on it or anything. It just was just like one of the, you know, one that would like be the like the blue ones. Yes. 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 Like oh one my that we God. first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it really made me laugh though. Cause it would, I, journalists of CCA and also the females among you. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I, I love that. And I, do you want to hear my, um, my top five movies that I nominated? Yes, please. I kind of threw away my, 
I kind of threw away some of my um, nominations because I just nominate what I really, really love. And then, you know, then I take it more seriously when we're actually voting because I sort of, you know, it's all a collective thing. So for best picture, I put in Hamilton, <laughs> which doesn't really have a chance, but I, I loved Hamilton. You don't think it, it has a chance? I feel like a lot of people would have voted for that. It has a chance in, for musical. Like for <clears> us, we don't do like the Globes do where it's divided into drama and then comedy musical. So for comedy musical, for, for sure, it has a chance. So this is like best picture? Yeah, just best picture. We get five nominees. Um, so I put them in or I, Hamilton. I put in Soul because for some reason we got rid of the animated category, which really upsets me. Oh, uh, I yeah, love and you love that one. I put in The Father, which I was going to give you a quick review of, which has not come out yet. That's Anthony Hopkins. Amazing. I no, have it. Oh, God. It's so good. I just watched it. Um, Nomadland, which I want your thoughts on. And then Promising Young Woman. Those are my top five. And they're not even really my top. There's probably a few that like movies I liked a little bit more, but they had no chance. So I didn't like what? Okay. I have a list. Sound of metal. I sound of metal was sixth, So it almost made it, but I, I put the guy, uh, Riz Ahmed, who's the lead. I, he's in third place for my actor nominations, but oh. I loved, um, there was a little indie that's now available, I think on Netflix or Hulu called, I used to go here. I loved it. It's just this little, I think you, you would love it. Um, and then I also, now, now yeah. these are not for like the Oscars. What are no, they? These are for the, the Critics', Critics Choice, Choice Awards. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked, well, this is just a little indie about like a fighting couple called The Nest. Mm-hmm. I like that. And those are really, I mean, those would be in there, but neither of them had a chance. So my ballot. So for best actor, Anthony Hopkins, Chadwick Boseman uh, for Ma Rainey, and then Riz Ahmed. And then actress I nominated, Frances McDormand. I Vanessa thought you didn't Kirby. like Ma Rainey. I didn't, but I loved Chadwick Boseman. Like he was, I thought the acting was great. And I had a tough time actually putting that in because I really didn't love the movie, even though everyone else did. Um, But I, 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 this is, I didn't put it in for best picture. It's just act like I can divide, you know, I think I gave it a couple. Like I also nominated for like production design because it looked great, you know, but Chadwick Boseman is so good. But Anthony Hopkins is like, holy shit. You'll see. You'll see. Incredible. And then for actress, Frances McDormand, Vanessa Kirby and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Women, woman, which we haven't talked about. No, because I haven't watched it yet, but I have it. Okay, so you need to watch that. And then The Father and Nomad. Did you watch Nomad? No, I don't know if you'd like it. That would be interesting. That could be our last show. (laughs) Because it's real slice of life. You know, it's really like. But I love slice of life. Why do you think I don't? It's, but it's, I think you'd love it. I mean, I really loved it. I don't know what, you know, sometimes you just watch a movie or a screener at the right time. And if you saw it on a different day, you might not connect to it in the same way. Well, Uh, you remember we talked about one of my favorite movies. Well, I have a lot of favorite movies that you can count on me is such a small slice of life movie. Yes. You you didn't like it? I loved You Can Count On Me. Oh, okay. Oh, totally. I love Slice of Life. I just like Nomad is not our, like when I say Slice, it's not our Slice of Life. It's like a woman who's living in an RV. Like she's trying to like live off the land kind of because she loses her job. It's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. I loved it, but you know, that's what makes horse Did you watch The Florida Project years ago? I did. I had to see that at the premiere, which I was really uncomfortable because I didn't love it. Oh, you didn't? Did you? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was just so uncomfortable. Like I just, and you were supposed to be uncomfortable, but I just, I, I could see why you liked it. And I guess there's things I liked about it, but I just, uh, I didn't want to sit next to the director, you know, like it had, that movie had such a weird ending though. I don't even, Oh yeah. I kind of remember we shouldn't spoil it, but I do at the after party though. Um, the kid, one of the main, the main kid was such like a little, like Annie, she was like singing songs. It was really (sighs) weird. She was so different. She was such a little like showbiz kid. Yes. Yes. Like young show and just making the rounds. Oh Oh my gosh. What's happening is I think I'm getting a package. Oh, okay. Well, at least you're not snacking. So you won't (laughs) get in trouble. Um, so one time, one time, okay. When I worked I think I told you that I think I told you this story on an earlier I did. I know I told you the story on an earlier, not this part of the story, though, on an earlier episode. We're coming around to like old stories. It was when I was doing my TV show and um, 
I got to go walk the walk the orange carpet at the Nickelodeon Kids mm-hmm. Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. What's so and fun? Yeah, it was really fun, except that I told you the part of the story, which wasn't fun, which was that nobody cared about me. So (laughs) I had to go do it. Right. I had to because it was like press. But all the cameras, all the people that were taking pictures would lower their cameras as soon as I was walking in. And I wanted to go, guys, I am on a show. You're the lead of the show. You're the show. I'm not just like somebody's mom. You are the show. That's the whole thing. Right. But nobody had really heard of Nick mom. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, the point is that while we were in the green room, uh, it was really funny because the kids didn't know that I wasn't anybody. So these kids that were on pilots, there was one kid who was on this show called Rick, Ricky, Ricky, Dicky and Dawn or something. <laughs> Ricky, Dicky, Dicky and something. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm with LB. And this little kid comes walking up to her and he's like, hi, how are you? What, hi, what's your name? Like, just so, uh, what's Hi. The- yeah, like very like kid, like. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Performing kid. Yes, such a performing kid. But of course, Elby was like thrilled because, you know, she was like, it was so cute. He was like, what's your name? And she's. You know, she goes, LB. And he's like, my name's, I can't, I can't remember his name at this. You could, um, my name's whatever. And, um, what are you on a show? You know? And then LB's like, no, you know, my mom, my mom's on a show. Uh, and so, you know, whatever. And he's like, I'm on a pilot. And it's like, he just starts going, I'm on a pilot called Ricky Dicky blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and it's looking really good. To get picked. It was so funny. It was kind of cute because, no, you know. No, though, it's not cute, though. If we, if we, I mean, it's cute that LB had, like, made a friend. I don't want to take that away. But it's kind of not. It's looking really good that it's going to get picked up. Ricky Dicky Don, look for it on Sundays. Like, so there is was this. There was this documentary and I have, I, I will have to look it up and I'll put it on our. Oh, my God. It might have been called Hollywood Kids. Oh, yeah. I, you talked did, about that, didn't you? No, it was, no, it was this documentary about all these kids who are out here for pilot season mm-hmm. and live at the Oakwood. Oh my do you God. remember this documentary? Yes. Yes, I do. And it was and very depressing. Very depressing. Yes. And most of them do not make it. Well, of course not. Kind of like, actually, I don't, I really don't know if we have time, but fake famous is something else we were going to talk about. Cause that kind of leads right into that, which is a, a documentary that just came out. Yeah, I mean, we could just talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about it. Let's let's get that out of the way because you, so we both watched it. It's this. Sh- it's I. It's just about how like Instagram influencers, like how they really get famous and what that like how it works and how you can buy bots. Did you even know that? I didn't know you could buy bots. Uh, I knew that because okay, so there used to be something called. Oh my God. I can't remember the name of it, but many years ago, I bought some Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. I I mean, because the purpose was like, well, I was a blogger and I was trying to, you know, I'm old. I was already old for social media, so I wasn't going to earn them the hard way. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the problem was, and it was, I want to say the company was called like Devani or something, (laughs) but, and, and you would buy these followers and they were bots and then they would, you're, you know, it would happen exactly just the same way they describe it. They say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to buy you these bots. And within like a few hours, they're just going to start rolling in. And the funny part is these people act like they're actually getting followers. Like the guy, <laughs> the director of the movie tells them straight up, these are fake. Like these are bots. But they still go like, oh my God, look at all my followers. Well, to and to explain, so they have, it's a social experiment where they have three different people that they want to see what will happen if they kind of make them fake famous by buying them these fake followers, fake likes, and setting up these like photo shoots 
that are so ridiculous. I mean, it's actually a really good documentary. I had one issue with it, which we'll come back to. So there's three. There's one who's this aspiring, young, really pretty, aspiring actress. I really liked her. You know, you watch things like that and you're like, I wonder if it'd be weird if I DM'd her and said, let's be friends. I thought about it. She'd probably like that. I feel like she's really funny. She was really self-aware, but also really cool and pretty. So you had her. Then you had this um, gay guy who like had a shitty jobby job working Wiley for this asshole. Wiley or something. I really liked mm-hmm. him too. Mm-hmm. I really liked him. Then you had this guy who, this black guy who wanted to be a, uh, a like a fashion designer. Yeah, Chris. Had sort of, I don't remember his name. His name's Chris. So I can't Chris, remember his last and name. And he sort of had a little Kanye complex. Like he referred to himself in third person. Mm -hmm. Um, he, you know, he was kind of above the whole experiment, which was kind of weird. I mean, he kind of handled it the right way because he knew he was going to get people to know who he was by doing the documentary. But then on the documentary, he's like, I don't believe in this. I only want real follower. Like, I don't want fake stuff. So he kind of was really smart. Except that, uh, his actual, uh, my kids, we watched it with my kids and they all Mm -hmm. looked up everybody afterwards and he does not have a lot of followers. Well, cause he didn't buy them. I looked up what's her name, my new girlfriend, and she was at like 250,000. I mean, she had a lot of followers, right, on Instagram. Mm-hmm, but She's, a lot of them, but most of them are paid for. Well, I guess the a bots lot of them don't yeah. go away. Oh, you get them forever? Yeah. Then why wouldn't you do it? Because it's so cheap. It's like $100. You can get like 77,000 followers. I thought about yeah, doing that. Yeah, that's what the whole thing was about. It's that's that's the whole thing. Well, like the other they're basically that, telling you that most people have fake followers. Even A list, they talked about this on the show. Like, Kim Kardashian, I remember, was called out for it. So now I do remember because she was like, they said she had the highest amount of fake followers. She paid for all of that. And in a way, I mean, I cannot stand her, but I have to give respect. Like, it's genius. You built an empire on just everything being not real. Your face, your boobs, like everything isn't real. Here's my here's my um, question about th- this, mm-hmm. though. And I could be just worried about the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but... Okay. So let's, so, so the, the premise is to just flush it out a tiny bit more. They're taking Mm -hmm. three people. They're going to make people think they're famous and then companies are going to approach these people and start paying them for like sponsored, you know, to sell their product on their Instagram. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're Mm going to help these people have a career that way. Right. Cause they're not actually going to be famous because their followers are bots, but Mm -hmm. they want to see how gullible like these companies are. Like, oh, this person's famous. Right. They're totally gullible. And apparently there's not even really a way to see if your followers are fake. Back when I did it many years ago, it got figured out. And then at one point I just like hemorrhaged followers. Like one day I went from like 10,000 followers to like 7,000. That's still a lot though. I thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll do it. Hey, you guys listening. If all of a sudden my Twitter followers just goes up to 10,000, you'll know what happened. Yeah, because I think the classic way, like nobody ever actually follows me on Twitter. I never get like new, (laughs) it's not never organic, but here's my question. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I just know this from advertising for people. Like if you are doing a thing where you go, okay, swipe up and Mm -hmm. you have like, let's say you have 200,000 followers and nobody buys the product using your code or whatever, then aren't they going to quickly figure out that you're, that it's fake? Here's what I think. It's, it's sort of like, it's like what TV ad, how TV buys used to be for ads, right? Like, so you say, okay, this show, let's say it's the Super Bowl, has this many people, we expect this many people to view. So we get to, we have to pay this much, whether people are going to buy or not based on that. I understand what you're saying, but like, it doesn't really matter. Like they're just going, I see what you're saying. Like how, if it's all fake, what does it matter? But even the numbers, even the numbers are inflated in T in like Nielsen ratings. Also, not everybody that watches the Super Bowl and sees a Doritos commercial is going to like, they already know about Doritos. None of it makes sense to me. Why? But when we we sell ads, let's just say I'm for crying out loud, Mm -hmm. they track how many things you sell. And if you don't sell stuff, if your show is not like a good deal for them, if they're paying money to advertise on your show and nobody uses the code to buy it, then they don't rebuy an ad. Right. That makes sense. So I guess TV is like that too. So I don't know. I guess they just go for it. They have so much money like these businesses and they feel like it's cheaper just to use these influencers and just try one at a time and see if it works than it would be to take out like a magazine ad. 
I mean, that's what it, it really actually makes sense. But now there's so many of them. There's so many influencers. Like it's exhausting. I don't even know. I used to look at YouTube tutorials like on how to do I don't know how to do makeup at all. Not even just like a smoky eye. I don't even know how to put on foundation. I'm so like I am so I have issues with that. So I will watch these videos and to see like which makeup should I buy? And I realized at some point I was like, there is no real answer because these are all fake. They're all paid for. Right. Yes. Welcome back to my channel. Thanks, guys. Today we're trying Olay. Pretty amazing. And then I'm so I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm sorry to get whiny and upset about it, but like there's everything. That's that's the thing I like about this documentary is just not that we didn't know this, but everything you see is an illusion. So the one guy, the the gay guy, Wiley. Who, who's Chris, uh, yeah, uh, Wiley, yeah, starts out by saying how he really, it's it's really tough. Like the gay culture, especially in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, is really tough. Like you have to look a certain way. He's so and cute. I thought he was so cute. I love. So I want to be friends with him too. So All adorable. But then he he gets like one guy goes one on troll. his, and it wasn't even a troll. It was like somebody that he knew. It was and a friend was of like, his. Calling that, him out that, though. He didn't want to be called out. He was saying, like, you're buying these bots. I yeah, see he you. goes, he goes, Yes, I see that you're buying bots. Like, and he he basically says, like, don't lose yourself out there. Like, yeah, don't be that guy. Shitty. And then they're all that was a shitty comment. Fuck that guy. He should have just blocked that guy. Okay, but I agree with you. It is a shitty comment. It's not a troll, though. It's mm-hmm. not like some anonymous person that doesn't know him that's trying to, it's like somebody who's like being judgy whatever. But he lets that guy completely like this guy needs therapy because he's like, oh, my God, he shuts down his Instagram. He makes his Instagram private over that one comment. I get it. I think I would have done the same thing. He was embarrassed. He's insecure. He worked for this like real estate guy who was really abusive. It was funny. They would stage these photo shoots for the experiment, you know, making everybody look amazing, all these lights, fake locations. And he would have to take calls, whether that was real or not, but he would have to take calls from his boss, basically yelling at him while he was doing like having grapes fed to him. (laughs) I thought that was so great. I totally get why he shut it down. I would probably be, I'm so freaked out by comments like that. I, cause he didn't want to be exposed. And then, you know, he was, so he was kind of in the middle. You had so Chris was like, I'm not for this. I am, I am God. <laughs> I, I don't need this. See me for me, you know? And then right. you had the woman who was like, yeah, cool. I mean, she, and, and what I liked about, I thought when I looked at her Instagram, she, all she really does is promote the show. She see, it seems like she's not like, she didn't take it to her head now that she, she doesn't claim to be an influencer now. Does that make sense? Right. Like, yes, she's yes. All about the experience. I love her. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how she's really get fun. her on the show. Like, how and we... she's they they show her in her car doing mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> practicing her her lines for like a an, yeah. a, a job she's going and she's yeah. good. She's really good. They showed like little uh, one of her shorts. You know, her short. She'd only done short films, and once yes. she played a robot. Yes, she, she would be our friend. I mean, maybe she's too young for us to reach out to to like take out to lunch. Maybe that's a weird time to do that. But I just, oh my really God, we should her. ask, see if she'll be a guest on our podcast and talk about the experience. I would love that. That's our okay. only guest. Okay. So now we are probably, <laughs> like, okay, we have to do our business shout outs. Mm-hmm. Can I start with our friend, Randy May Ames? Yes. Because I'm super obsessed with the stuff that I have used. She has, so she is like, she finds local plants in Michigan and she makes these oils out of them. She forages like for like certain oils. She knows how to, she knows exactly what she's doing to make like the most wonderful lotions, like lavender, peppermint. There's yeah. one just, they're so soft. I've been using them on my face and my hands. Everything smells so good and nothing broke out. I'm pretty sensitive. And she didn't tell us to say this, but no. they work as a vaccine for COVID. <laughs> So. Yeah, we just want to say it just in case, like, <laughs> it doesn't work for everybody, but you guys. Um, and I'm looking for her website. It's all her stores on Etsy. It's Maybell oh, Maybell Moon, Moon. Yeah. It's her Insta. Maybell Moon, and that's spelled M A E B E L L, right? Or is there an B-E-L-L-E E? B E L L E Moon. Yeah. Um, and really check her stuff out. I can't, I cannot speak yes. more highly of it. Also, Jackie Chambers is a a partner with Monat Global. And people swear by these products. It's anti-aging skincare and they have a hair care line and everything's uh, vegan and all Mm -hmm. natural and not tested on animals. And her 
website is Jacqueline, J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E, JacquelineChambers.MyMonat.com. Or you can message her on Facebook at Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-E, Chambers, and um, sign up as a VIP. Reach out to her on Facebook. And, and then first, last but not least, Becky, Becky Barris. Yes, our friend Becky, who's been with us from the beginning, has the softest, most adorable T-shirts um, so Everybody soft. who got one of our t-shirts says how soft it is. Yes, that's kind of the thing. And she'll and she makes them. She has really cute little slogans, but she also can make them to order. So if you have something you want to say on a t-shirt, you can just tell her, and she'll she can probably make it for you. Yep, absolutely. You. And that right, is, guys. Wait, should we give her a website? Oh yeah, sorry. It's just basicbecky.com, or basic Becky is her on Facebook. And also just, I forgot to say about Randy May Ames with Maybell Moon, there is a 10% off code for Board AF listeners. You just put Board AF. Nice. Yeah. All right. So um, this week on Patreon, are we, are we doing our story or are we doing celebrity gossip? I don't know. I think you're going to have to just tune in and find out. <laughs> it's going to either be some really great like celebrity stories that we haven't told you yet. Really mm-hmm. good ones. Or um, I have I have a very interesting story about a couple, and it has to be on our bonus because I can't put this on our regular show. It's about a couple I know that um, – well, that's all I'll tell you. That okay. I, their story. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.